invite you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm Mandy Beverly, and I'm here in the studio with Louise DeMartin. Welcome, Louise. Hi, Mandy. Thanks for having me. Look, it's so great to have you here, and I know that um, you are in the real estate market at the moment. Um, you're a new agent. No pun intended in the market. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I am indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for picking me up on that. <laughs> um, so what inspired you to get started? Okay, so if I'm going back, um, when I bought my first house, I actually had been guided by a chap named Ashley Church, and he um, is quite um, a personality in the property market. He's actually the CEO of the Property Institute. And when I worked with him, he guided me a lot in terms of property and just the process. And so with that information, I bought my own house, and at 27... um, I bought it in Mount Alban. It was really exciting and I scary too, it, I imagine. It, it, yeah. it was it was mm. um it was scary but it was I knew it was the right decision and I'd been guided and given information around that. So I felt that my decision was an informed one. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so after I bought my house, I um you know, sat there and I watched the market go crazy. I bought it about six, seven years ago now. And as you know, through the media and just watching property prices, it it skyrocketed. So I was quite passionate about that. I thought, wow, this is exciting. How, how, um, how volatile the market can be, but yet how rewarding it can be if you make the right decisions and um, have the guidance of a professional to get you to that place. Yeah, definitely. Um, But yes, anyway, so um, basically um, some of the information that Ashley had told me is that the market and your house will increase and double in 10 years. And that happened over three years, four years. So anyway, it was a very very, um, exciting time for me. Mm -hmm. So after that, um, I was in marketing. So before my real estate career, I was in marketing. I was in new market. Business Association's marketing manager. And as I was saying, I was working with Ashley. And that sort of sat under the radar and I left to have children. I had three little babies and I've got a six-year-old girl, a three-year-old son and a two, almost two-year-old daughter. Wow. So I'm a busy, a busy mum. mum. Definitely so a busy, busy mum. mum. Anyway, yep. back to your question. What got me into it is that when I was on my extended extended maternity leave, I um, sold my mum's houses for her privately. And we did really well. It was was at the peak of the market, but I was getting a lot of information that, you know, um, to sell privately, you know, you may not do very well. But I knew I had my skills from a marketing background that I could apply those. Um, And also I was being supported through the home sale process. Anyway, it sparked a passion for me. It sparked a passion that I thought I could do this as a career and um, move forward and actually really help people because it was a stressful situation, as you can imagine, when you're selling your house and you're watching that person sort of letting go of something they've lived 
or it's and tough. held on to mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, you want to make that process streamline and have an empathy for them, and also make sure that you're covering all the information that they need to know. So they're making informed decisions as they go as So they're feeling that they have a professional um, giving them the right guidance as as I had been given when I bought my house. And so to be able to pass that forward and give um, that same treatment and um, professionalism, you know, with my mum and then now in my career, you know, it's very rewarding. I felt I had a lot of support in my decisions and now I can give people support in their decisions. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's really, that's just so, um, it's so great because I know it can be really stressful for people when they sell. Yes. Um, sometimes it's not the best of circumstances. Sometimes it's, um, you know, there's there's heartache involved yes. and as you say, they've got to let go of something and it yes. could be more than the house. Sometimes it's relationships and things like that. So imagine you've got to be able to tread quite carefully and yes. but yet still do your job and still give them the outcome that they want right that's right and you know you as you said there can be some sad circumstances that are driving that reason for selling and you have to be very professional and remain but also remain impartial you know you have to get Mm -hmm. the job done and, and sometimes you have to be a little bit less emotionally attached to that situation. You know, you have to be empathetic but also get the job done and get a good result. So and still be a human as and, well at but the yeah, same so time. So you want yeah. you want to have the best of both worlds. Mm. You have to have a balance in that. And um, and I think, you know, sometimes with your own experiences in life, you know, you're able to transfer what you need to over for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's amazing how um, everything can be interwoven and and then you know used for our benefit and the benefit of those that we come in contact with as sure. well as we go through. Absolutely. So you're obviously, as you said, a very busy mum. Mm. So how do you fit this in? Because I know real estate can be a 24 hour, seven day a week job and um, or career. And so how do you do? Okay, so I think it's a juggle. It literally is a juggle. And as you said, you know, 24-7, you're basically always on in real estate. Your phone rings, you answer it. You don't have an off button that you can Mm -hmm. just turn your day off. However, um, I guess with the juggle, to be honest, it's not easy. You have days that you... uh, fine and then there's other days that you're glad that you're you know putting your head to the pillow and it's it's over but I think the best way to get through it and what I've worked with coming from a corporate lifestyle is that you have to prioritize and you have to create lists if not you know actual ones or just ones in your mind you have to have a list and prioritize I think because what happens is you can have a, a huge amount of tasks that you need to get done, but they're not they're not all important. They're not all urgent right now jobs. And yeah. so I think the way to what happens for me and in my professional life before real estate even in marketing, and I was running massive events, um, those lists were essential just to feel like you were actually making charge or making some progress. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's my juggle. And it's also um, having balance. You know, you have to have the good times and the family time as well. So I have to make sure that I'm not sort of making my job the only priority. So 
as I said, priorities are important, but also having the balance and, you know, time for my loved ones. Yeah. So, yeah, lists, essential for me. Not everyone's a list person, but I think um, just time management as well. I think that sounds like a bit of a, you know, one of those words that people throw out there, but it is essential. You have to make sure that you've sort of, written down your priorities and allocated a time to get that job done so that you are able to sort of not get carried away on one job that may actually not be that important and that you've spent five hours working on a a little blurb that really only needed half an hour. So, you know, I think people need to... Sometimes done is done. Done, done is, is done, done is and don't enough. be too yeah. too yeah. much of a perfectionist. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> no, we are all guilty of that. Do you do you find you put lists on your phone, or do you write things down, or how do you how does it work for you? It can be both, actually. It depends where I'm. If I'm sort of sitting down um, and I'm, I don't have a pen and paper ready, I will definitely put it into my notes and my mm-hmm. phone. I think when you're having a sort of a brainstorm or in a situation where you're you're feeling connected to um, what jobs are in the Mm. pipeline, I think you should do it then and there and really sort of take that time and that creative power to really get um, some decisions done and, and then ascertain what you need to do and what's the most important job out of that and then maybe prioritize and list yeah. So it also being um, coming from the marketing management background, mm-hmm. are you? Because um, I was reading what you were doing with the New Market Business Association, mm-hmm. um, you obviously have a goal in mind. So can you sort of tell any of our listeners how you break down the goal to get things done? Because there's an outcome. You're you're employed to do an outcome back then, and it'd be the same with what you're doing in real estate. You've got an outcome that you want. So how do you break it down? Okay, so basically when uh, we were at the Business Association, we were dealing with events and marketing. And I worked with an events coordinator as well, and then I did the marketing on that event. Now, what would happen initially to do that goal? So we had these big events, and our goal was to get a lot of people to attend these events. And so right from the beginning, we would look at the budget, and we would say, okay, what's our budget for this? How are we going to allocate the budget and how are we going to make sure that all those different parts of the budget are, you know, robust enough to get the goal achieved? So what I would do in the marketing space is I would look at what kind of collateral I had for that event and then I would look at what sort of media channels I would be using and then obviously work out if I could afford to do it. I think a budget is really important in terms of your goals because if you push yourself too far in those budgeting spaces, you know, it goes and eats into your successes because obviously you've overcompensated somewhere. Yeah, and you may not even get the results that you would have then gone on and done. And so that's great. So what you're saying is put a really firm boundary in there and try and make it work. And you also ask some great questions, like how are we going to do this? Mm. And um, it's simple as it is. Those are the things that the answers come in. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's it's definitely a brainstorm in the beginning. So you want to think about what's the goal first. You know, that's a really big question. and, and, And really think about, what what kind of results would be ideal for you, you know? 
in terms of us, it was foot traffic. It was um, people going into stores and um, making our members and retailers feel that we'd been successful in getting people to buy stuff. I mean, it's that simple. That simple. And that's really great. So it's really just knowing what your goal is and knowing what the results that you're looking for. So it's really specific. And, and I love being able to give, you know, specific tips mm. for, for women in business mm. because... As you say, just like you are, you're so busy and it's hard to prioritise, but if you can really narrow in your thinking with great questions and just simple, straightforward, you know, what is the outcome I'm looking for? What is my goal here? It just helps to streamline everyone's thinking process, doesn't it? Absolutely. Keeps them well done. So do you um, do you have a guiding principle or theme in your life that, um, that you like to feel that you stand for? I think um, in terms of my own um, behaviours and how I conduct my business, I think integrity is a massive part of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's come from right back to the beginning, you know, when I was young. I mean, I've been taught to, if you're going to do something or say you're going to do something, then follow through with that. I think integrity is, you know, it's, it's an essential, especially in marketing and especially especially in real estate. You know, you find yes. that you will come across a lot of people that you need to trust. And, and especially in a, in a big stressful situation like selling a house, you want to be able to trust your real estate agent. You want to be able to know that they've got your back and that things that they've said they're going to do, they deliver on it. Mm. And I think that's something I like to think that I sort of have in my mind as a mantra you know that always you know perform with integrity and also just you know make sure that you give a lot of giving is the main thing I actually like to do is give 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 because what happens is you give enough it just seems to come back without even you know you don't expect it you give wholeheartedly and then it comes back and so that with integrity, I think you can never go wrong. Sounds like a winning combination, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> really cool. And I mean, because there's so many myths and things like that out there about real estate mm. agents. Mm. And, you know, sometimes they get a bad rap, right? Sad, so, sadly, yeah. yes. I mean, and what what's not helped by that is the media. And unfortunately, you know, newspapers are, are made to, you know, sell. And, and mm. a lot of those stories can be sensationalised or... Um, the worst case scenario put in there and then it, it makes a broad du- judgment over a group of individuals that have nothing to do with it or would never c- dream of conducting their business in that way. Yeah, I think that happens with a lot of a lot of different um, career paths. But <laughs> yes. yeah, no, it's nice and it's nice to know that there's actually people out there that are there to help. Yes, you know, in a and there's, there's good guys out there. There's mm. good real estate agents out there that are real people um, that care about people and are willing to give a lot of their time and energy for nothing. I mean, uh, what people don't understand is that a lot of um, our time as real estate agents is just getting to know people and actually caring about people and sincerely wanting to help them in their process. And if we don't get selected, that's okay because we are there as people just to create connections and relationships because that's ultimately what it's all about. If if I can't help someone in that situation, then I'm not um, going to stop 
by just cutting it off there. I'll I'll refer them to someone else that might be able to help them. And that's what a good real estate agent does. They don't yeah. just look out for themselves. They're actually really focused on helping the client and and even in spite of their own success or or win, you know, they do it for for the client so that they win. That's a great attitude to have, Louise. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. So we're going to take a little break um, right now and we'll be back um, right after just a little bit of Coldplay, my favourite. Welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. I have to admit that when I was selling my house um, and I was packing up, I would listen to Coldplay over and over and over again. I don't know what it was about it, but the head full of dreams and sky full of stars, I, I just drove everyone crazy, but that was my packing up music. It's weird, isn't it? I actually am a huge fan of Coldplay. I've seen them three times myself, and I actually am still in love, and I would go again and again and again, yeah. and I took my husband the last time because he, he was not a massive fan but after the concert he said I actually really love Coldplay so I mean they are incredible (laughs) so I'm with you on that. (laughs) So what is some of the best advice Louise that you've received or I often say or wish you'd given yourself so it's almost like we're talking to our younger selves what advice would you wish you'd been given? Um, I think the best advice 
that I have received is be kind to yourself because as women in business, you know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform um, and also just to forget about ourselves and then make Mm. everything else more important. And as a busy mum, I'm guilty of this too. (laughs) Yeah, we've Um, got little kids. Yeah, yeah, so I I do. I, I make sure that, you know, my children are, um, dealt with and then I make sure that my business is dealt with and then I might have a little bit of time for myself at the end but I think what um, when I was told that I sort of blew it off and I went oh yes 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 but it's really essential because if you don't look after yourself you're not going to be any good for your business and you'll get tired and you'll get run down and you'll get stressed and then that clarity that you need to build those goals and objectives and then be able to break them down as we talked earlier um, it gets lost and and you and you aren't able to function and be as effective and perform as well as you can so be kind to yourself and put yourself first great advice great advice so now this is a little different but what is something that you do that wish you you do now that you wish you'd done years ago um in terms of um my real estate business i had to think about this and i wish i had put in place my sort of database stuff earlier Mm. and and why i say that is because when you start out you think oh um, yeah, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. And you go out guns blazing, you know. And then what happens is you start to build these networks and these um, relationships and the database and the customer relationship management still gets put to the side. Now, this is essential and I wish mm. I had put more time and energy and b- built processes around this that I was constantly looking at that and just doing little tweaks because what happens is down the track you've got a massive task to sort of draw it all in and organize and throw it out there because email is essential email marketing your customer relationship keeping on point keeping relevant keeping in touch with your customers is essential so I think if I had had sort of the insight Mm -hmm. back then um to know how important it was. I mean, I'm from a marketing background. I know that that's important, but it's not fun to get these processes in place. But if you do it soon and you do it at the beginning, and it's actually a lot simpler. It's more, it's more robust. It's less work. It's less time if you've just done it from the beginning. So just keep on top of that. Yes, oh, I know. I've got I've got this massive pile of. <laughs> you know what I'm I saying? I don't know exactly what you're saying, and I'm like, oh, I hear you. Yes, yes, yeah. I I totally agree with that one. Those databases. Yeah, that word database. <laughs> Do you have a good system that you like to recommend at all? Or? We actually have a system. A D, it's called DNA, and um, we have it through our company at Bailey's. So you know we. We are really blessed because they've set up these systems for us already and they're very, you know, intuitive and they're very simple. And, and if you use it, it works really well. So, I mean, I I, I can't suggest any in terms of um, 
anything but what we're using in the real estate world. But there are definitely um, CRM systems out there, and mm. and there are obviously ones that you can pay a fortune, and there's ones that are a lot cheaper. So it just work for your own business and your own budget. But just do it. But just do it. <laughs> just do it. Yep, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hesitate. Do it. Yeah. So. And also, Louise, when the proverbial hits the fan, because I like to talk about this sort of stuff, when we're faced with challenges, because that's real life, we all are. Mm. So when we um, are kind of having our comfort zone pushed and sometimes we don't want it to go anywhere, we, we're quite comfortable where we are, but, you know, usually there's a big push that comes along. Um, how do you cope with that and do you have any tips? Sure, um, I do. I I do. I have a lot of um, thought around this because what happens as a mum and a businesswoman, you are I, obviously you get the proverbial hit the fan, and then you go, right, I can't give up. I need to move forward. But how do I do that? First, I go and I talk to my loved ones. Like my my mum's a massive person in my life, but I also talk to friends that I can, you know, as women, we can discuss these things quite well with each other and get sort of feedback and support and don't hide it. Don't, Don't hold it within. You must go and talk to people if you're feeling stressed or you feel that you're overwhelmed with something that's gone wrong. And then, you know, take that feedback and come back to yourself and write a list of, you know, some of the good things that you've taken out of that. What I like to do is I like to either meditate or pray around it. I know that sounds a little bit sort of airy-fairy, but it definitely helps your mind come clear in terms of what you need to do. Meditation, visualisation, really essential in terms of when things get hard, Mm. just to ground you again. and, And then start making a plan. Take the feedback, what you've written down, your clarity and start making a plan and move forward. Don't stop. Just keep moving forward. Even if it's one little task that day that you thought, oh, I can't deal with it. But just do one. Just tick it off that list that I said. You've got your list. Just tick it off and start Choose something and tick it off. Just do it and don't hesitate. Just do it. Then you've got a little win there and you Mm. can be kind to yourself and go, yep, look, it's not the end of the world. Tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another day. And there is a saying that um, I think Sir Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. (laughs) There's only one way out. (laughs) There's only one way out. That's it. (laughs) Now, um, how do people find you? So you said you work with Bailey's Real Estate Company. Yep. I think um, people would find me... uh, friendly I'm friendly and I'm, I'm professional I'm you know I think I'm relatively intelligent you know I, I got a <laughs> you dig- sound very intelligent and where would they find you as well have you got um would they find you through the Baileys they, they can find me on the Baileys website yep. Louise DeMartin yeah um they can yes absolutely there's a contact sort of page Brilliant. on that so if you look for me on the Baileys website um or even if you want to email me on louise.dmartin at baileys.co.nz. That's brilliant. Thank you. Um, It's really interesting because your name is DeMartin and I'm um, trained in a method by um, a mentor of mine, Dr. John DeMartini. So, yeah, just put an eye on it. That's interesting. mm, Um, Yes, it's Italian, actually, DeMartin. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. 
<laughs> now, um, this is a question which some people stumble over, but I ask everyone, so <laughs> it is no problem. <laughs> what is most remarkable about what you do and who you are? Because, and I say this every time, because if we don't value ourselves, no one else will. Okay. So what is remarkable about you, Louise? I think, for me, is that everything I do, I do it with a feeling of love and I want and I want to give I want to give everything I have to make people happy mm-hmm. I know that that sounds a bit cheesy but I actually really love seeing people light up when I've done something for them for no, no reason at all I mean this is not even in business this is my personal life I like to give and give and give and just watch people light up I I I work hard. I've got three kids. I also um, volunteer for uh, the Maligan Institute. So I do things, um, you know, in the background for cancer research. I'm just, I'm all about making this world a better place. And I guess that's remarkable because, you know, when do you get time to do those added things to make the world a better place? Mm -hmm. You know, I also, I volunteer for my church. I go out and I meet people on the street and I just listen to them and talk to them about, you know, their lives and, you know, hopefully give them a bit of hope that they've been heard that day. And, you know, I just, I think, you know, business is not just the one thing that I'm good at. I'm good at being a mum. I'm good at being a wife. I'm good at being, you know, a person in the society. So, you know, juggling all of that, trying to do it well. And, and it's great that, you've, that you can see yourself being good in those roles because so often we put ourselves down and going, oh, I'm not good enough. But mm. actually just to say, you know what, I am good enough. Mm. Um, I, I think that's time time um, and maturity helps you to see that you're, a, you know, a good person and, and just reminding yourself, as you said, just to be kind and and you're a good person. So thank you so much for joining us today, Louise. I really appreciate your time. So if you want to get in touch, Louise, I'll have all her details um, on the links that I provide. Um, but you can also look for her at baileys.co.nz. Thanks for joining me, Louise. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to Remarkable Woman Radio. You can catch us again next Tuesday at 3.15 on 104.6 FM or anytime on planetaudio.org.nz forward slash Remarkable Woman. We'll see you then.